the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Us as we get underway at seven minutes after the hour of nine o'clock on this Tuesday, the 22nd morning of the first month of the year of our Lord, 2019. Peter Kersenow is going to be joining us one hour from now. Peter is fired up. A little inside radio, a little uh, uh, inside baseball behind the scenes. Uh, I talk to Pete usually the day before his uh, appearances on the program. We talk about the topics we would like to discuss, and I usually have to reach out to him sometime in the evening, sometimes late at night, actually. It just depends on the day and the circumstances when Pete gets his messages. Pete isn't addicted to his smartphone like most of us. (laughs) Uh, He doesn't have it on his uh, person 24-7 to get every text I send him. So sometimes he gets back to me later at night. And that's just the way that it goes. But we always prep uh, our topics so he knows what to, we, you know, I'm going to ask about and so on and so forth. Last night, for the first time in a long while, I actually got the message from Peter Kersenow. He hit me up to say, hey, Bob. Uh, in fact, I'm going to read it. Let me see if I can find it real quick. Just in, Yeah, Bob, hey, uh, confirming tomorrow. Let's see. Media has been fair and accurate this weekend, so we'll probably have to discuss how Trump has made Catholic kids become MAGA hat-wearing racists. They need to keep their bigoted hands off my womb. Uh, Pete is fired up. He wanted to hit me up to say, Bob, we're going to talk about Covington, right? We're going to talk about these innocent Catholic school kids who were at the March for Life on Friday, who were... Uh, sabotaged, essentially, who were attacked and who did nothing to defend themselves except for smile and join in the drumming chant that the uh, uh, Native Americans were doing. And now they have been uh, essentially, well, their, their lives are being destroyed. Their lives are being destroyed. Their parents' lives are being destroyed. Today, Covington Catholic High School in Covington, Kentucky, is closed because of death threats. And because so many tolerant leftists have been threatening to blow up the school, have been saying on social media that there should be a school shooting at Covington to kill these Catholic kids, because Hollywood producers are online suggesting that these kids should be thrown screaming hat first into a wood chipper, tortured and murdered. This is what's going on in Covington, Kentucky right now. It is absolutely off of the hook. The President of the United States finally weighed in this morning in support of these kids. The President with his take on the complete 180 that is this story tweeting, quote, looking like Nick Sandman and Covington Catholic students were treated unfairly with early judgments proving out to be false smeared by media. Not good, but making big comeback. New footage shows that media was wrong about teens' encounter with Native American. President Trump's referencing this latest and longer video showing that Native American elder Nathan Phillips was the one to approach the teens and showing that before Phillips arrived, a group of black Hebrew Israelites were yelling obscenities at the students. That is putting it mildly. 
what the black Hebrew Israelites were doing to those students and the things that they were saying to those students uh, had to be bleeped out before it could be aired. I'm going to air it for you. If you don't know who the black Hebrew Israelites are, we talked about them very briefly yesterday. This is a group of black Americans who believe they are descendants of the ancient Israelites. These are people who believe that that uh, the ancient Israelites, including Moses, and they also believe Jesus, for that matter, uh, was black, which should be totally irrelevant because what Jesus stood for had nothing to do with the color of his skin, and nor do any of the uh, ancient uh, stories of the Old Testament. But at any rate, these black Hebrew Israelites... Uh, are all about that they you know they believe they're descendant of ancient israelites and that's okay if they want to believe that that's fine i don't really have any uh stake in that one way or the other but moreover what they really are is they are a group of radical activists black separatists whose primary job in 2019 america is to hate white people and to hate christians and that's what they were doing on the uh, steps of the memorial the lincoln memorial ironically enough by the by that's what they were doing, was hating Christians, particularly Christians who were with a Catholic school and wearing Make America Great Again hats. This is a small sample of what the black Hebrew Israelites were doing to these kids who were standing there waiting for their bus, minding their own business. For a very long time, there is a long two-hour video that exposes all of this. This is a tiny sample of it. This child molesting Look at all these dusty crackers with that racist garbage on. Look at these dirty crackers. That's right. A bunch of incest babies. A bunch of babies made out of incest. The biggest terrorist on the face of this earth is the pale-faced man, woman, and child. If you couldn't make a lot of that out... Here's a bunch of 15, 16, and 17-year-old Catholic school kids from Covington, Kentucky, minding their business at the March for Life rally that my daughter attended on um, Friday, waiting for their bus to pick them up at the Lincoln Memorial as they were instructed, faced with taunts of being called child molesters, Dusty A. Crackers, future school shooters, um, the products of incest, being incest babies, and at the very end, terrorists, the worst terrorists in the world, according to the black Hebrew Israelites, are the pale-faced man, woman, and child. This is what they had to endure. A bunch of kids, high school kids, being attacked by grown men, radical black activists who call themselves the Black Hebrew Israelites, a very, very dangerous organization, attacking and calling a bunch of kids, high school kids, all of those horrific names saying all of those terrible things about a bunch of kids. Quite honestly, those kids should be given a medal for doing nothing in response 
absolutely doing nothing, probably because they were afraid. They were afraid of, of many things. With a bunch of grown men screaming those things at them, it probably intimidated them physically, but also they knew that there were video cameras recording everything. They were recording it themselves. They weren't going to do anything that would get them in trouble, which is what makes what happened to them by the mainstream media and by social media all the more galling. Because they did everything they could to comport themselves with dignity, respect, poise, and non-confrontation. I heard somebody say this yesterday. It was on another radio show. I read about it, actually, and I liked it. These white Catholic school kids from Covington, Kentucky, channeled Martin Luther King on that day. They were peaceful. They were nonviolent in the face of violent threats against them. They stayed calm. They did nothing, nothing that even remotely resembled what it was painted for them to have done. The story, or the picture rather, that was painted was of them cornering and surrounding an innocent, victimized Native American elder banging a drum and mocking and taunting him, when what they did was endure the taunts and the attacks on their race, on their gender, on their faith, and on their hats, their Make America Great Again hats, from the black Hebrew Israelites. They asked for their their adult chaperone for permission to drown out the hateful chants that I just played for you by the black Hebrew Israelites with some of their school spirit chants that they do at sporting events. So they did, and they jumped around and did their chants. In other words, we're not going to listen to that, but we're not going to address them. We're just going to do our school spirit chants. That's it. When in comes Nathan Phillips, who is looking more and more and more like a phony veteran, who's looking more and more like somebody who has manufactured his his status as a Vietnam veteran. He's said to be 64 years old, claims he was in the Marines. Last Marines left uh, Vietnam, combat Marines, in 1971. He would have been 16. Looks very much like he is manufacturing all of that. But here he comes banging his drum, marching directly up to the kids in the Make America Great Again hats, who join in his drum banging and his, oh, and I'm not going to mock it, obviously. I'm trying to just you know explain it for those who may or may not have seen the video. I would hope everybody has seen the videos by now. But the Native American you know, kind of chanting or whatever you want to call those intonations, they joined along with it. Not sure if he was coming up there to attack them or if he was actually coming up there to join them and defend them against the black Hebrew Israelites. They had no idea. But what we do know is that they didn't corner him. We do know they didn't surround him. We do know they didn't yell, build a wall at him, as he alleges. And now 
you have adults on social media doxing young kids. And for those who don't know the phrase, doxing means they are getting the personal information, addresses, phone numbers, emails, places, uh, parents' places of business, etc., etc., and publishing those online so that hateful people from all around the country, if not all around the world, can use their information to harm them. In Lord only knows how many different kinds of ways. Because of the false narrative that these kids were somehow hateful, bigoted, MAGA-hat-wearing Trump supporters targeting a person of color, an indigenous person, no less. Because of that, Covington Catholic School is closed today for safety concerns. And it was all a lie. Every last bit of it was a lie. Two of the kids are speaking out. Two of the kids recorded a video for a YouTube channel run by another young person. 15 or is he 16 now? I got to double check. I think he's 16 year old CJ Pearson, who, by the way, is a young black kid, a conservative black kid who is a social media superstar. C.J. Pearson takes his message of conservative values. He's been doing this since he was like 12 or something. The kid is just a brilliant young man, just an absolute gem. He saw what was going on in Covington. He leapt into action. At What is he? Like I said, he's 15, 16 years old. He is taking so many steps to try to stop the persecution of these young kids it's unbelievable. I'll try to explain what he's doing in a minute. But the other thing he did is on his YouTube channel, channel he put two of these kids who are being attacked on uh, online so that they could have a statement and make a statement about all of this. I'm going to share that with you after 5-7. Nine twenty-five. Now the Bob France Authority on AM fourteen twenty. The answer. I do see people on hold. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and take your calls now. I know I've told you I would let you hear from uh, two of those Covington, Kentucky kids by way of the C.J. Pearson channel uh, uh, channel in, uh, in this segment, but I'm going to hold off on that and give that to you after the bottom of the hour news because I do want to take these phone calls without making people wait too terribly long. Uh, Mark in Fairview Park has already been there quite a while. Mark, thanks for your patience. You're now on the air on AM fourteen twenty. The answer. Good morning. Go ahead. Good morning, Bob. Uh, concerning the, the weather, I talked to you last week about it, but just I, I just want to bring up that uh, yesterday on the news they had uh, uh, noticed uh, 71 degrees in 1906. So you know where I'm going with that. But yes, uh, anyhow, the uh, you know the uh, the thing that really bothers me. You brought up that subject on this man with the uh, supposed Vietnam vet. The press, the press now they're trying to walk it back. They're soft pedaling it, but they're still using the Vietnam thing. So. You know, I was over there for like six months. Now, figure this out. June 10th, I went in the, into the Air Force. By November, I was over in Vietnam. I went in when I was 18, and I was there for the last big offensive there uh, at the end of March and April. And at that time, I was 19 years old and five months, okay? But they had been pulling out, like you said, the Marines. It, it, you know, the pullout was going on. It was going on. And I figure, my my own calculations, I figure I was probably... The, the last youngest guy there, okay? And uh, right. at that time, we're, we're, we're shuttling our troops and South Vietnamese Marines to different locations. 
kind of like a fire brigade in that. And uh, they, they did a damn good job and brought things under control. But, you know, I'm looking at this guy. He's two years younger than me. It can't be. It can't no, be. It can't it's, be. I think he's a stole I think he's a he's a phony warrior, stolen valor, whatever it is we call those people who fake these things, and I think he's doing that as a part of his fundraising. This uh, according to what we're learning about him, which I'm sure you've you followed as well, Mark, uh this isn't the first time he's uh tried to create trouble with a group uh in a public setting in order to then victimize become the victim, to play the victim role in order to raise money off of it. And how better to raise money than to say, by the way, I fought for this country. I fought for the country and now I'm being attacked by these young punks and so on and so forth um, send me money, start GoFundMe accounts, these kinds of things and he's using stolen valor at least it appears at this point in time if I'm wrong, I will apologize but what you just pointed out uh, what uh, a couple of other people pointed out about his age and went, what the actual history of the Marine Corps and combat Marine vets in Vietnam is it does not add up, it really doesn't yeah, but the, yeah, the, see, uh, as I said, I was right at the end, and they they had been pulling out, pulling out. I mean, even the South uh, South Vietnam, or excuse me, South Korean troops were guarding our areas, and uh, I, I was nineteen at that time, and this is this is right, you know, at the uh, in seventy two. So, and how old are you, Mark? I wanted to throw a, wor- a warning out to you. You know, I, I worked in a bar once down in Tucson when I was going to college. And these guys would be out there, and, oh, this guy, he's a Navy SEAL, and this and that, and everything else. And then they'd say, hey, you know, Mark over here was over there. Well, I'd come over and start talking with them, and, you know, I'd I'd, I'd question their age. And, boy, would these guys shut up or walk away fast. There's a lot of phonies, and I noticed it on some of these radio shows, too. I'm I'm a Vietnam vet. I'm a Vietnam vet. You gotta watch these. You gotta watch some of these guys. Watch them. Yeah, I, I I agree wholeheartedly. And if somebody wants to call and puff their chest out and lie on a radio show, I mean, there's nothing we can do to tell. So we so we don't. But when somebody becomes a public spectacle like this guy did and tries to financially cash in on that stolen valor, stolen honor, uh, then then that's an issue, and we have to find a way to identify and stop those kinds of things. That's a great point that you make. All right, I apologize. I was only able to get one call in here before the bottom of the hour. If you're still on hold, stay there. You're next on AM 1420 The Answer. Almost everything. Okay, I can go with that. All right, maybe. I'm all right with that, too. Yeah, I have. Never saw that, have to admit. Nine thirty-five. Now the Bob France Authority continuing on AM fourteen twenty. The answer. If you don't know the lyrics of that EOL song, right now you're scratching your head and wondering what in the heck is he talking about. <laughs> it starts with "In this life, I've seen everything I can, I can see." Woman, I I thought I had seen almost everything, but when I see what is happening to these uh, young kids in uh, uh, Covington, Kentucky, right now, as a result of their trip to the March for Life. Uh, in D.C. on Friday, I can say I honestly never thought I would see this. I've never seen this. I just got a great text from a friend of mine, a politically correct, incorrect mechanic, who just texted me and said, Bob, this Covington Catholic situation is hands up, don't shoot 2019. That is a brilliant analogy. 
It's hands up, don't shoot 2019. The lie that became the truth because it was repeated often enough in the media. And even when the individual who started the lie back in 2014, talking about the Michael Brown incident in Ferguson, Missouri, even when Michael Brown's friend who was with him when he knocked over the, the convenience store and stole the cigarellos, and then when he attacked the police officer and got shot in the process, even when he finally admitted he made up the story about him, Michael Brown putting his hands up and saying, don't shoot, even when he admitted he, admitted he lied, it's 2019 and the story's still alive today. There are still thousands, if not millions, because of the influence of the mainstream media and the last president of the United States who sold this narrative to the people. There are still people in 2019 who will swear that Michael Brown was shot uh, being innocently or being slaughtered as he innocently put his hands over his head and said, don't shoot. There are still people who think that's true. The truth, what's the old, oh my gosh, I'm going to try to, I'm going to totally butcher and trip all over an old cliche. Something along the lines of, a lie makes its way halfway around the world before the truth even gets its shoes on. I'm sure I'm mangling that metaphor, but that's the way that it is. The truth cannot catch up to the lie once the lie gets going. That happened in Michael Brown 2014, and that is absolutely happening right now with Covington Catholic in Covington, Kentucky. The lie about them being racist MAGA hat wearers, attacking people of color, indigenous people, uh, intimidating them, screaming build the wall at them, etc., etc., that lie got halfway around the world before the truth in the form of other videos came out could even get its shoes on. That is a great analogy. This is Hands Up, Don't Shoot 2019. C.J. Pearson, I mentioned, he's a young, teen, uh, older teen now. He's 16, 17, 15. I don't know exactly, exactly what C.J. is, but he's just a brilliant young conservative, a young black guy, black kid. He's a kid, and he's been torturing liberals on social media since he was like 12 because he's so smart. Um, they hate him. They hate him. They hate him. Black liberals especially hate him because he's, you know, he's like David Webb who came on my show yesterday. He's like Larry Elder. He's, except he's a teeny tiny miniature teenage version of these extraordinarily conservative and brilliant black guys. Anyway, C.J. Pearson gave two of the Covington Catholic students a forum to make a statement on his very popular YouTube, YouTube channel. And I think it's worth listening to. Hi, I'm Sam. I'm Grant. And we're here today to talk to you about how the recent negative media controversy has affected us as individuals and our school as a whole. Several media platforms blatantly lied about the events regarding the controversy in D.C., and it has affected us as a community and individuals greatly. There have been many threats um, against our lives, against our parents. Some of these threats include um, that we should all be locked in the school and it should be burned to the ground, um, the school being bombed, uh, school shooting threats. Um, it's really scary. I know that a lot of people are scared to go to school tomorrow and won't be attending because of what could happen. There have been cops there ever since the incident, and I think there will be a lot more tomorrow. A lot of the negativity and the hate surrounding this event comes from people on social media doxing people that were at the event. I myself wasn't even present, but I'm very vocal 
about defending my school and my peers, and I have been doxxed on three separate occasions. This has led to a tsunami of hateful messages and threats and everything above. I was also doxxed as well as my good friend Grant Neltner in a tweet. Uh, most of these, a lot of these doxxes have been deleted because they realized they were wrong and they don't want to face the backlash for it. Um, a lot of people's parents were also doxxed. Their work was called. Uh, I mean, this could like greatly affect their job. They could be fired. Like, there are real consequences for these actions and it all spews from a 30 second clip taken out of a two hour video out of context and people jump into conclusions before the before the full story is released nobody did their research and it's now showing nobody did their research and it's now showing and you know here's the here's the the, the crux of the matter and in, in my opinion the real biggest problem with this as bad as it is for people to as that young man just said to have jumped to conclusions about what was going on in that 20 to 30 second video clip. They can be forgiven to a certain extent for jumping to conclusions. They're just lazy. They were just lazy and too eager to believe the worst about Trump supporters, right? At the end of the day, what are these young Catholic kids guilty of in the minds of those who wanted to believe they were torturing and tormenting and harassing an elderly, victimized Native American man? They wanted to believe that Trump is responsible for this. Look at those young little bastards. Look at them wearing their Trump hats, torturing this young or this old man, this defenseless man. They wanted to blame Trump. They were too eager to believe that Trump-supporting teenagers were doing this because they're racist, because they like the racist Donald Trump. You did know Donald Trump is a racist, right? Bernie Sanders says so. And if Bernie Sanders says so, then obviously it must be today true. Today we talk about justice, and today we talk about racism. And I must tell you, it gives me no pleasure to tell you that we now have a president of the United States who is a racist. He actually made that statement on Martin Luther King Day yesterday. Well, I'll tell you what, Bernie, it gives me no great pleasure to acknowledge that we now have a senator from the state of Vermont that is an idiot. You understand? Can you believe that that is allowed to happen in 2019 America, that's just flat-out slander. But, of course, nothing will ever come of it. And the reason why is because 50, 60, 100 more Democrats are going to continue that public slandering of Donald Trump as racist between now and 2020. Because why? I told you why. Because a lie makes its way halfway around the world before the truth gets its shoes on. And they need the lie to make its way everywhere. They want every voter to have it in their mind in 2020 when Trump is up for re-election against one of these lunatics, Kamala Harris, Bernie Sanders, Joe Biden, Cory Booker, uh, Elizabeth Warren, uh, Kirsten Gillibrand. I I don't know how many of them have declared, how many of them are going to declare. But one of these lunatics is going to be Trump's opponent, and they have to make sure that everybody knows you can't vote for Trump. He's a racist. Haven't you heard this for the last two years? So that's what was behind the attack on these Covington kids. 
Look at these little racist you-know-whats. Trump supporters, red hat wearers, they're racist. Of course they did this. So the people who just jumped to the conclusion that they had done something horrible can at least be at least be forgiven that they're just too lazy and too eager to believe something bad. But the worst, the absolute worst of these people are the ones who know the truth now and won't pull back on the narrative. Now the truth is out. Now there are countless numbers of apologies flowing into these kids from some of the worst people in the world who said some of the worst things about them. Mostly liberal Trump-hating Democrats, but even a lot of conservatives who were really quick to distance, them, distance themselves from the red hat wearers. Oh my God, I saw 20 seconds of red hat wearers um, surrounding a, a, a little defenseless Native American man. Uh, I'm not part of that, so conservatives and never-Trumpers ran from them and said terrible things about them. Apologies are coming in now for most of those circles, but there are many, including prominent media news organizations like the New York Daily News, that will not back down. They know the truth, and yet they're still spreading the lie. And Twitter allows it to continue. Blue check mark Twitter accounts, meaning Twitter verified people with tons of followers that are so, public figures and so on and so forth. You get a blue check mark. You're somebody in the social media world. Blue check mark liberals on Twitter are making some of these horrific allegations and threats of reprisal against these innocent teenage kids who did nothing wrong. And it's in direct violation of Twitter's published decency standards. Things that have led to conservatives being blacklisted from the site, having their accounts suspended if not revoked. And none of them are facing any Twitter backlash from the Twitter moderators whatsoever. It's incomprehensible. And it is indefensible. And if you did not hear a little bit more of the context of this story, and Peter Kersenow is all fired up about this. He'll join me in about, I don't know, 20 minutes, 25 minutes. Peter uh, is going to talk about this too. These kids who were standing on that uh, those steps on the Lincoln Memorial on uh, Friday on the March for Life, these kids have been victimized not once now, not twice, but thrice. First, they were victimized by the black Hebrew Israelites who verbally assaulted and attacked them as they stood there just being white with red hats. Then they were victimized by Nathan Phillips who came in banging his drum in the face of these kids, invading their personal space, not being cornered by them, but directly walking up to and invading their personal space and then telling lies about them, saying that he heard them chanting, build a wall while he banged his drum. Absolutely 100% disproven by countless numbers of video with full audio capabilities. And then they were victimized a third time now by mainstream and social media that are doxing them and trying to destroy their lives. They've been victimized three times. And what justice is there going to be for them? What justice is there going to be? 
How would your child have handled it if he was standing or she was standing with uh, his uh, group of classmates, group of friends, at a March for Life peaceful rally, by the by, and then were attacked so mercilessly by, by a group of black adult men who called themselves the black Hebrew Israelites, screaming at them and attacking them based on their race? Based on their uh, based on their politics and the color of their hats, and calling them things that you just really can't call people. This child molesting priest right there. Right. Let's make America great again. A bunch of child molesting. Look at all these dusty crackers with that racist garbage on. Look at these dirty that's right a bunch of in- incest babies a bunch of babies made out of incest the biggest terrorist on the face of this earth is the pale-faced man woman and child how would you want your child to handle that these kids handled it with poise these kids handled it with dignity these kids did not yell back. These kids did not try to defend themselves. These kids responded with school spirit cheers after asking their, their adult chaperone if, they, or chaperone if they could. They responded with cheers that you do at a basketball game and a football game at Covington Catholic. That ever had pretty much at every school. That's it. That's how they handled the black Hebrew, Hebrew Israelites coming at them with such vile hatred and profanity and insults. By the way, I wonder when the, when the LGBTQ mafia is going to go after the black Hebrew Israelites for their wanton use of those pejoratives for homosexuals. You know the one word that has kind of become the N-word of the gay community you're not allowed to use? It starts with an F, and it rhymes with maggot. Yeah, they called them that repeatedly. When's the LBGTQ community or whatever the alphabet is going to come after them for that? These kids took all of that, then took Nathan Phillips' taunts, now are being destroyed. Covington School is closed today. Patricia Heaton, you know Patricia Heaton, right? Northeast Ohio native. Absolutely wonderful uh, conservative, one of the very few conservatives in uh, in Hollywood, Patricia Heaton went on a Twitter rant in defense of these kids today that absolutely should be shared with everybody. Actually, it was last night, I guess it was. But she went on a Twitter uh, spree, a tweet storm, whatever you want to call it, that should probably be repeated. In fact, let me do this quickly before I go uh, to more phone calls, traffic and then phone calls. Patricia Heaton writing, I'm seeing what I believe to be sincere apologies from some journalists and verified media persons, regardless of their lack of professionalism and rushing to judgment, i.e. the Covington Catholic situation. These apologies are welcome and necessary, but they don't address the damage that cannot be undone, which was inflicted upon young people who are about to embark on adulthood, applying to colleges, looking for employment, etc. These young people will forever have these smears follow them through their life every time they proffer their resume with the word Covington on it. It will also affect anyone who has ever, uh, who has ever or ever will attend that school. The damage is incalculable. And yet those who perpetrated this destruction, no matter how unintended, are still at their jobs with nary a consequence for their reckless behavior. It seems to me that an apology without some kind of accompanying action, which speaks to the seriousness of their transgression, 
A suspension from work, some loss of pay, renders any apology empty. Some kind of compensatory action would go a long way in signaling their recognition of the seriousness of their transgression and help to restore what's left of the public's very fragile trust in their reputations as trustworthy journalists. However, I don't believe this will happen. I completely concur. Compensatory action, not just in having them lose pay. How about making them pay? Help fund these kids' futures, which you helped to try to destroy with these unbelievably public, slanderous, and now in print libelous uh, allegations. How about helping take care of their future financially to all of these public figures who have destroyed these kids' lives? Back after the traffic on AM 1420, The Answer. You can't say that in reverse. Just got a tweet from Matthew. It says, if anyone was yelling at my children the way the black Israelites were, I would have been the news story. And I think that's pretty accurate. Got one from Will. It says, dude, your Bernie Sanders impression was fire. <laughs> uh, he's too easy. He, he's too easy. Uh, let's see. Bo says, not to defend Phillips, but the actual Vietnam War ended in 75. There may not have been any active combat, there were, but there were Marines evacuated during the chaos. But the last combat Marines, to my understanding, were, and this is from Vietnam veterans, uh, were uh, uh, left uh, uh, Vietnam in 1971. There were some left, uh, not, but not in combat roles, but in support roles until 72. Either way, this guy would have been 16 or 17 at that time. And for him to claim that he was recon. And he called himself a recon ranger, which doesn't exist. Recon was Marines, ranger is army. He's mixing two things up as he invents his narrative. At least that's how it sounds, and we'll see if anything can be verified. I want to see his discharge papers. Then we'll know. Ron in Brook Park, you're on uh, AM 1420, The Answer. Hi, Ron, go ahead. Hey, Bob, you got to help me out with something here, okay? Yeah. I, as a white American, I'm supposed to divorce and disavow people like the KKK the white supremacists, the skinheads, all these obvious racial hatred groups, okay? But I'm supposed to give an open format to obviously racist groups like these black Israelites, Louis Farrakhan's of the world. I'm supposed to accept people like them and just say, well, you know, that's just the way it is and that. But yet, I as a white person, though, to prove I'm not a racist, I have to trip all over my tie to try to divorce myself from these hate groups, but I don't see... Well, not, it, it, but if I may, Ron, if I may, not just the hate groups. This is what started this whole thing. There are white conservatives who had to rush to disavow these these Covington kids' uh, um, uh, actions when it looked like by the 20 seconds the media spread, uh, uh, you know, that they did something wrong. That's why everybody attacked them and said, oh, my, 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 outraged by that. That's terrible. How dare they? They don't represent me. That's what we do. We we feel almost a need to reflexively make sure nobody thinks that anybody that thinks like I do is a racist because uh, I don't want anybody to think of me as a racist. But you're right. Where where is it? Why why? Wh- Let me I ask you this, Ron. How about how about the media even presenting 
the black Hebrew Israelites attack. That's not even a part of this story in the mainstream media. They, they don't even pay any attention. Who are those guys over there? I never even heard of them. What are you talking about? Forget about that. Let's get back to the red hat wearers and Nathan Phillips. They, they don't even tell that part of the story, Ron. Exactly, and nor do I see a lot of from the black community coming out. There's a handful like Larry Alder and people like that and you know the yeah. ones you have on your show. But I don't see a lot of pouring out saying, wait a minute, wait a minute. They don't represent us. The same way white people say, don't blame me because of the Klan. Don't blame me because of the skinheads or the white supremacists. We're supposed to constantly be on an apology tour, but I don't hear yeah. it from the other side. There should be outrage from the black community saying it's not right for these black kids to call white people crackers. If you don't want me calling you the N-word, stop calling me a cracker. That offends me, okay? And, and, and in this world today, all it takes is one person to be offended, and we change everything. So I'm telling you, Rod from Brook Park is offended by being called a cracker, so I don't want him doing it anymore. Is well, Ron, I'll tell you what, my friend, I pre- and thanks so much for the phone call. Uh, you're spot on. Of course, I am of the mindset that I don't think anybody's speech should be uh, um, should be limited by somebody else taking offense because that is what the POS does. That's what the perpetually outraged of society do. They're the ones who don't want you to have First Amendment rights because they might be offended by it. I'm not part of that, but I do understand the point you're making. The hypocrisy is thick. We're back with Peter Kirsten now after the news on AM 1420, The End. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.